0: Amen. Good morning, LifePoint. Good morning. Yes, uh, I'm Nicholas. I'm one of the pastors here at LifePoint. And today, I had the privilege to share God's word. Now, before going to the message, let's go to God in prayer. Father God, thank you for this morning. Thank you for the opportunity of being here, of being, uh, growing, uh, feeding our spirit, and being able to... <laughs> To be closer to you. Be closer to you have been calling us to be. Uh, I ask you that you could lead us. Thank you, God, because I know you always hear me. You always hear us. And thank you for your presence today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So are you ready for the sermon? Yes. Yes. All right. I have titled this sermon, A Trip to Hope. A Trip to Hope to hope and I want to start asking you a question is there any dream trip that you have in your mind like that place that you say one day I would love to go and visit that place like this place that you say whenever I go to that place I would, I would say like my life would change completely you know it could be beach, it could be a historic place it could be a even a trip, how many of you would sign this morning for a free six day cruise to the Bahamas? Free, <laughs> right? Yeah, oh yeah, we'd be great, right? Well, I want you to think about a place where you would like to go one day. And, uh, and I'd say all of this because Paul, we're gonna be talking about Paul this morning and Silas, and they're gonna be in a trip. They're going to be going to a road trip. And we're going to be preaching in Acts chapter 16. So open your Bibles. Open your Bibles in Acts chapter 16. So you're thinking about this very place, right? You got it in your mind already. Now imagine that there's no limitations whatsoever. You know, there's no COVID. You can go wherever you want to. You can decide to go by yourself or go with your spouse you know, parents will give you permission, you know, I don't know about your spouse, we, you decided to go by yourself, but parents will give you permission to go to that trip, and, um, and you will have paid time from work as well, and money is not an issue. But because let's pretend that Pastor Alex, he's in the Christmas spirit, and he will say, I will pay for all the trips of the church, right? Hey, he did it for the 9.30. Hopefully, he did it for the 11 as well, right? So, let's hope that. But, you know, you never know. There's some things that come true, and there's some that don't, right? So, you never know, right? <laughs> okay, and I say all of this because that trip that we're going to be talking about today. And before going to that, I want to ask you a second question. When you were thinking about that trip or that place that you would like to visit, did you include any... Anything like, I want to go to that place because I want to go and share God's word in that place. Or because I want to show Jesus. Or maybe because I want to bring hope to someone. Hey, hey, and I'm not judging you. You know, I know when we're planning a trip, you're young or you're young at heart. You know, you all that you're planning or thinking is just, if I go to that trip... All I want to do is just to have, help me church, fun, right? If you're young enough, that's all you want to do, have fun. And this is how you know you're getting a little older. Because when you're planning that trip, you start thinking and planning and say, I just want to go to that place. And all I want to do is just rest, right? Hey, you know, there's my people, right? So, but for Paul and Silas, this was a different road trip. They were thinking about going and showing Jesus as the Savior of the world, as the only way for salvation. And so they get ready, they, get ready, they pack their bags, and they just left to do to this road trip. And they have been going to different places. They stopped here. They have been helping people out. They have been going to another place. They have been seeing churches growing. They have investing in leaders. So it has been a win, win, win road trip for them. You know, they planned to, to do this, and everything has been great. But this is something special this morning, on this trip that we want to talk about. And it's going to be uh, on, on the verse 16, Acts. Chapter 16, verse 16. And this is a little bit of context, of what we're going to talk about. They have been dra- traveling, traveling, and now they get to a city called Philippine. Can you say Philippine? Philippine, Philippine right? And, uh, and this city was a major Greek city. And they were, this city was well known for being a polytheistic city, which means they believe in so many gods, so now let's go to the to the word verse 16 and this is what verse 16 says while Paul and the team were in that place once when we were going to the place of prayer we were met by a female slave who had a spirit by which she predicted the future she earned a great deal of money for her owners, but for telling. She followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, these men are servants of the Most High God who are telling you the way to be safe. So, well, now, they are going to the prayer, and this demon-possessed girl is just shouting at them every single day. These are servants of God. And maybe for you and me, that would be a great deal. Just imagine this. You want to start a company, and you go to a new place because you want to to promote your product in that place. And then somebody that you don't even know start giving you credit that person start giving you kind of like uh, a free marketing campaign right so and they're starting hey they are the servant of god just follow them and um you know that lady was just giving them honor that, that lady was giving them like good reviews good promotion you know and for you know we all, we'll we'll like that kind of glory right like you go to a place and people recognize you for who you are but for Paul it was different look what verse 18 says she kept this up for many days so saying that who Paul was and uh, and uh, the team so finally Paul became so annoyed another translation said that Paul was grieved Paul was tired and he turned around and said to the spirit in the name of jesus christ i command you to come out of her and at that moment the spirit left her so this is what's happening right now this girl this slave girl just have a life-changing experience you know she now is free to be herself You know right now she she had all the chains are broken you know she just free you know and as humans we assume that when we do something good people will you know applaud you for what you do you know you you would think like people will applaud paul and the team thank you for you know making this slave girl free from the demon but you know you would think like people would give you high five when you do something good They would pat on your back but it was different you know after this miracle right here this road trip is gonna take a sharp curve so are you ready you ready what to to what is going to happen are we ready? ready yes all right so this girl's master and other people in the other crowd on that city called Philippi they were furious at Paul for what he did and and, and this is in uh you know, and and they were real upset at uh, Paul, uh, which Pablo. You know, uh he, you're Hispanic you would call him Pablo. So um, you forget everything today. You don't forget like Paul is in Spanish is Pablo. So you know. Well, hopefully you f- you remember something else. But yeah, Pablo and Paul are the same here. So, but look what verse 22 to 24 says. The crowd joining the attack against Paul and Silas. And the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. So, Paul's intention and the team was to go and obey God and just preach the gospel. But right now, they found themselves whipped in the prison of Philippine. And this this is also what it says, verse 24. Let's go to verse 24. When he received these orders, the jailer, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks had you ever asked yourself this question why bad things happen to good people when you think like Paul was a good, pe- good person and the team was a great team they were bringing hope to people and now because they're doing good people decided to put them in jail and even put their feet with the stocks had you ever asked like why good people had to go through suffering in life you know like why you know I'm pretty sure, like, all of us know someone. that like you say, man, that person doesn't deserve that. But let me tell you something this morning. Just, bef- just because, like Paul, you feel in prison, it doesn't mean that it's over. Just because you can see a way out doesn't mean that God doesn't have a way for you. You know, Paul... Th- was holding into hope. Paul and Silas were in the jail, and this is what Jesus promises in uh, John sixteen thirty three. Can we put that verse? John sixteen thirty three. Jesus, Jesus was thinking in a moment like Paul was the, in the prison. Jesus, when he said those words, was thinking about you in a moment like this. He said i have told you these things like hey i already gave you my word that so that in me you may have what what are you gonna have in, in jesus peace in this world you will have trouble but take heart i have overcome the world in this world you're gonna have tribulation but just hold into hope. You know, why bad things happen to good people? I'm wondering if trials more than slow us down also have the potential to strengthen our faith in God. I'm wondering if trials also have the potential to prepare us for something bigger in life. You know what? Today might be your trial. Tomorrow will become your testimony, your story. So here's my first principle for you. you taking notes? When you go to a trial in life, you have the power to choose how to face it. Paul and Silas are in the jail but every time you go to a trial you have the power to choose how to face can we say that together I have the power to choose how to face trial can you say the count of three one two three I have the power to choose how to face trials I have the power I can choose how to face them you want to do it again? Okay. She said, let's do, it again. let's do it again. Okay. Okay. Let's say it again. I have the power to choose how to face trials. You know, the problem is this. When trial comes to your life, you know, it always leads you to the wrong direction, right? I, am I the only one? When I have a trial, I always go to the wrong direction. And this is Why? Because the enemy, when you go to trial, the enemy starts blowing darts of light to your mind and to your heart. And he's starting telling you, like, God is not with you. And sadly, we believe what he's saying, right? And then we start thinking, like, I don't think God is with me. And you start thinking, like, I don't think God is real. Because you're in trial. You, 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 know, you, you forget about everything. you just focus on the trial. You say, I don't think. You know what? Um, I don't want to go to church. You know what? I don't want to pray anymore. I know what, I know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to give up. And that's it. Because we start believing, sadly, what the enemy is lying to us, right? And we, we all have been going through all of that. And maybe today... You might identify yourself with Paul and Silas in the jail. They are prisoners in the prison of Philippi. And maybe the only difference between that prison and and where you are right now is because where you are has a different name than the prison of Philippi. Or maybe you feel tied up to brokenness today. And you feel like you're tied up right in there. Maybe you feel like you're in brokenness. Maybe you feel alone. Maybe you feel like depression and depression. And you feel in pain. And you feel in need. And you feel like there's nowhere I can go. And then enemy start blowing darts of light to your life. Right? So and that's what uh, we say. What bad things happen to good people. Right? So uh, while Paul is there... And he's facing trials while we are there sometimes and we face trials. I wonder how many times a bad experience of that injustice turns us away from God and God only allows it to your life so you can learn that He's protecting you, that He takes care of you. He just wanna teach you like, like hold on to Him, onto hope. I am wondering. It that lost? it that broken relationship? it that laid off? You know, turn you far away from God. When God was only telling you, I'm protecting you from someone that doesn't deserve you. But we took it the wrong way, and we're going to the, to the wrong direction, right? And I know, like, knowing all of this, it doesn't make life easier. But my hope this morning... Is that this message could be a reminder for you, and it would lead you to a different place, to a place called hope. You say hope, hope. So trials. I was thinking about this, and trials are like it's like, are like a gas stations sometimes. You know, a gas. Sta- when you go to a trip, you know, you're like me. I'm not planning to stop anywhere. You know, I, I'm in my house, and I say I'm going to go to that place, you know, like far, far away, and it's going to drive to that place. But trials are like gas station. Sometimes you don't want to stop there, but you need to stop there. It's necessary to stop there unless you go to Baptist, right? That, that would be a good one to go, right? But in so, some other gas station, you don't want to stop, right? right, right. And... Uh, and while you're in that gas station, you have to pay the price for something that will prepare you to go to your destiny. Right? And let me tell you this. It's okay to stop in a gas station. It's okay to go through trials because a gas station, as trials, are not called your destiny. You just need to go through that place, but it's not your destiny, Right? You know, kids always had hard questions. You know, I remember, I remember during the pandemic, I remember, uh, you know, I was at home, Lucy was at home, kids were at home, we were together for a week, and you know, they start asking me a lot of questions. Dad, 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 What COVID? Dad, that, that So now we have to be alone for ev- at home forever. Dad, uh, what if we don't have any more food? Dad, what if we run off, uh, out out of water? Dad, what if we don't have any toilet paper? That you, you know, toilet paper was was a big deal in that in that week. You know, and uh, we were like, and you know, and they were like, Dad, that, that, why is so much hate in the world? Dad, uh, why do we have to die? that, that you know, and and sometimes. You know, you don't know the answers because their questions are your questions as well, right? How many parents have been in the same position? Like, you feel like, sometimes I don't know the answer. But this is something I always tell my kid. And, and Nathan is here. Nathan, I'm going to co- invite you to come up front. You know, and by the way, one day Nathan wants to be the president of the United States of, Amer- of America. That's what he said. Is it right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, Nathan went up. Get your mic. Let me turn it on for you. When uh, you ask me hard questions, that I don't know the answer. And I tell you, I don't know the answer, Nathan. What is something that daddy always tell you? This world is not perfect, but heaven is. Amen. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you. I always tell him, exactly, this world is not perfect, but heaven is. This world is not perfect but the one that lives inside of you is the perfect one. So you can hold on to hope. So while Paul is there in that jail with Silas, and it, they have been going through that difficult time, I want you to, this is, just, this is about the end of the sermon, I want you to pay attention to these last verses. Because something humanly unexpected is going to happen. You know, it's like when you're watching that movie and things get flipped, right? And then what you thought was going to be the end is not really the end, you know, because things change. And this this is what we're going to see in in, in these uh, verses. So let's put on the screen verse 25, Acts chapter 16, verse 25 and it says about mi- can you read it with me here about midnight Paul and Silas were complaining and fighting and blaming the church and cursing at God and the jailers that's what they did oh, All right. but let me ask you this was that an option yes, yes. could they do that yes they could right but they decided to not do that. But you know, sometimes we, when we go to a trial, we grant ourselves the right to do so, and we said, Be- just because I'm going through this. But now, hey, this is for serious, okay? Now let's read it together. Now we're gonna read it, what the Bible said that what what they did, okay? About midnight. Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. So, hey, help me out, church. The trial came over Paul and Silas and Silas and they were what? Praying. And singing, right? Darkness came and they were what? Praying. And singing, right? Adversity came and they were what? Interruption, bad news came and they were what? Praying and saving. What about strategy came and they were praying and saving. How are you responding to your trial How am I responding to my trial? I wanna I wanna give you this principle here. Don't forget in the darkness what God has promised you in the light. You know we all have to go through that gut station, to that trial. But don't forget what He gave you, the promise that He gave you, because it's not over yet. It's not over yet. We can hold into hope. We can hold into hope. I have a word for you as well. Are you ready to catch it? Are you ready to catch it? If I give you a word right now. Yeah. Whatever happened this year, nothing can rob who is inside of you. Whatever happened this year, don't have the power to rob who is inside of you. Amen. Yeah, nothing can do that. Uh, can, can, we, can we clap for God for that? You know, nothing can take away what God put in my heart, in your heart. Right. Nothing can take away your promises not even the greatest child in your life not even for Paul and I want to close with this um, I had something here you know there is there is a small town in, in the world and uh, for centuries what they do they just build they just sculpt these uh, ceramic pots and ceramic uh, ornaments and stuff like that and um, and I'm going to invite the worship team that come up front and what they do is like uh, they have it finished and uh, when they finish it before this product can be displayed you know what they do they hit it they get a special hammer and uh, it's, uh, it, this, this can't, for them this is like um, the control quality process you know they they go and you're ready to be displayed but you gotta be you gotta get hit to make sure you have good quality and they start doing like and they put attention like of the sound that this produce when it's hit and uh, if the sound is fine, it's, it's a fine sound and profound. Then they know, okay, now it's ready. Now it's ready to be in somebody else's house because the sound that is producing while it is heating is a good sound. It means it's good. You know, this when I'm. And with this, when you face trials, when life hits you, you always have the power to choose how to react with that. You know, one person said when something happened to your life, 1% is that that happened to you, and the 99% is how you react to it. 1% is what happened to you. how you react to that you know and and I want you to be real too you know when you go to trials I want to be real you know if I want to cry I want to cry if I I need to get angry I'm going to get angry I want to be real but also I don't want you to forget that you have the power also to choose to worship in the trial it's okay to get angry it's okay to cry but don't forget you can also choose worship this is uh, can we put verse 25 again I just want to read the last part The, the Bible said that when they were praying and singing hymns to God what happened can you read that the others prisoners were listening to them what they were listening the prayers and the singing right so people around you might not read the bible but your life could be the only bible they read you know prisoners you know who who prisoners were prisoners were people in the same condition as them right they all were in the same cells right but they were listening. Like this guy were responding in, in a totally different way. On human unexpected way to the trial. People around you are reading your life. And that could be the only Bible they read every day. So get your best worship to God. Let's close our, our eyes, bow your heads. God is in this place Paul and Silas were holding on to hope the Bible said that they were worshiping they were praying to God this trial didn't lead them to the wrong direction they were still holding into hope and the Bible said that suddenly there was a such a violent earthquake that the foundation of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors were flew open, and everyone chains came loose. This trial doesn't, win, doesn't didn't go to to kill Paul and Silas. This trial was to show God's glory to them. And to people around them and I want to invite you to hold into hope just keep your eyes closed this morning I know like this 2020 have been a difficult challenging year for you, for all of us but God is still on his throne he's right there in the middle of the pain in the illness in the deception and he's ready to transform that hurting into healing how many of you will raise their hand and say I need that hope I need to hold to that hope you, f- you feel like you need prayers we want to pray for you you can raise your hands that God see your hands God see your hearts we want to pray for you Hear your church. Hear your people. We all need you. We all need that hope. We all, we all need a hope today. We all need that hope for tomorrow. And we all need that hope for the future. Thank you for your promises. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.